Oh, yes. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. Westworld Season 2, Episode 3, Virtuo Fortuna. It's the Recap and Review, and I'm here to talk about this week episode of Westworld. I'm really excited. I've had a crazy week that I'm not going to get into the madness of it all, but I'm here tonight able to talk to you guys out here to talk about this crazy, interesting episode of Westworld. It was not necessarily my favorite episode of the season, but there's a lot of really awesome stuff to unpack in this episode and a lot of really cool moments and situations. I like the pacing of this and I like the feel to this episode in general and how it moves the story forward and how we get sort of, again, a different kind of show than we got last year. It's much more playing with timelines. K-Rich said this in the chat earlier and I agree with it. Dealing with more character-driven single story arcs and all that sort of stuff. Really awesome episode, though, and some the moments that were excellent in this episode, to me, the end with the big battle together, and the beginning of the episode especially, and then some moments here and there with lines of dialogue and interactions. It just seems, I was talking about this a little bit last week as well, not every episode has to be so crazy on mystery and all of that. It's a different kind of show now, and it's more about, I don't know, just character study in some ways some really great acting in this episode too specifically by bringing back Abernathy the actor that plays him he's just an amazing fucking aspect of this show that when the, he's on screen he does those shifts so well to so many multiple personalities and then to bring it down to almost a Rain Man like level wow I was liking this I was feeling it lots of butthole <laughs> Dolores being fucking crazy at times more Dolores is Sam Jackson some excellent moments of her just walking around some cool individual shots Teddy Teddy learning a lot quicker than Jamie fucking Lannister did <laughs> I'll leave it at that but I'm not alone I'm definitely not alone tonight I was hoping that we were gonna have a very special guest tonight but he did not join me I did not get a message from him it's still I'll see if I get a last minute message from him but I am here tonight, but I'm not officially alone because I have with me the live mother fucking chat. Look at all these beautiful people. Alex, uh, don't forget to watch The Expanse, Azimuth Games, Felicia, I see Spots, Jenny. Oh, Phil, earlier tonight, I was about to watch the episode now. Uh, Felicia, everyone give that like button a slap. Thank you. I'll, and a tickle. The tickle is even more important than the slap. The slap and tickle is a two-pronged motion that needs to both be... Be both be done to get the full effect. Analysis of the Thrones busted like three loads in that last minute with the samurai. I'm starting to hate Dolores. Says Eric Hendricks. Says drum solo, please. Not my favorite. It's getting, it's getting very mixed. Yo yo yo. Great to see everyone in the live motherfucking chat. I was legit freaking out. I'm freaking out too. I am losing it. I know I'll do a better one than that. I'm sitting down. I'm I'm backwards. I'm lazy. That was like the laziest drum solo ever. You want a drum solo? I'll give you a fucking drum solo, you motherfucker. I'll do it right now. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Maybe Phil can sell me on this episode. I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. Oh, we got Lala. We got Finesse. We got Big E. DJ11. Oh, howdy, stranger. The Iron Throne. So many awesome people in the live chat tonight to talk about this episode of Westworld. It's weird. Usually what I do at the beginning of the episode is I have a couple of key points that I want to go to and talk about, you know, big things that happened in this episode. 
the main things I want to mention about that, I kind of want to just jump right into the recap because this was a shits happening on screen episode. There's some stuff we can analyze and go, what was this? What was this? Was this Arnold in that situation? Where were there's a weird timeline where Arnold gets back and then we get the past situation or was that the future? Blah, blah, blah. Like that kind of stuff we can break down. We got no man in black tonight. No William Del... Delos, except for the security stuff. We finally got to see Floki again, who showed up for a second. Don't underuse my Floki. Floki's great when he's there, but I want to see more Floki. <laughs> Force Floki into scenes. Uh, this was also a big, big Charlotte episode. Uh, she showed a different side. Smart girl getting that body armor. I'd want it too. But really, this had to do with Dolores and seeing how far she's going and what her plan is and the lengths that she'll go and getting to that point where she doesn't give two flying fuck burgers because some hosts some hosts need to burn need to fucking burn Phil's hair is so curly tonight oh it is it's bouncy it's fucking bouncy I wish I was my brain's not quite awake I need to I need to tap into my brain it's been a it's been a rough day it's been a rough day and i have to tap into my brain by drinking more by sipping my beer through a straw okay also why was felix and the other tech guy tied up near the elevator because i think armistice has been screwing with them for a whole whole lot of time we got obviously the opening up of the world although the legs of the park were ah, 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 wide open oh touch them but I also wanted to mention before I start to go on ridiculous rants, if anyone wants to get their thoughts in the show, of course you can jump into the live motherfucking chat and share your thoughts, and I'll try to get to as many comments as possible, or at least it's a chat replay so people can read it later when they're watching the video, so you can be in here as well, but make sure you leave a comment in the comment section if you're watching this later, but if you're watching live and you want to call in and talk about this episode, you can at 657-383-1435. Or you can leave a voicemail, if that's more your speed, at 781-990-8509 or text that line too. If there's like a specific question, you're like, this asshole is not answering me. He's ignoring me in the chat. What the flying ass burger is wrong? I'm, I'm really on the burger tonight. What the flying piece of pizza in my bum? I'm never my bum in the burger. What's the bum in the burger tonight? I don't know. I guess when I'm not feeling when I'm not feeling the top of my game, I'd go to bums and burgers and ridiculosity, and I go over there and I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, here we go, and oh great to see everyone in the live motherfucking chat tonight. That hey 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 oh someone I see that uh, Themor Themor if we get through this episode quick, that might in fact happen. The event is created. I just need to talk into that I have in fact watched those all those episodes okay enough of that shit so this is a very I think this episode is the most I said this last week too and I think this is even more so this is the most it is what it is what it, it is what you think it is it's the most most on the surface obvious episode and I'm not gonna say obvious in a bad way but it's pretty much most of the things you see is as much in Westworld as possible what you see is actually happening. It's pretty, like, there's not a lot to break down. Like, what was happening here? What's that thing there? It's pretty beat for beat in this episode. And, and uh, I kind of want to just start into it. But I do want to mention that, again, they chose to go with a cold open, which I don't know if this is just going to be the new norm on Westworld or if there's just certain episodes. I didn't did think it was very effective in this episode, even more so than last week, because 
I agree. Steph, Steph in the live chat is saying that she, her favorite part of this episode was the beginning and the rest of the episode was kind of meh for her. The beginning of this episode was incredible. The cold open of this was ultimately, I'm not going to say it's the best part of the episode, but if someone's saying that, I can't argue with you. It was really well done and I kind of hoped, this is where I'm going to get a little, not nitpicky, but Monday morning asshole on it a little bit. If I was, if you're going to make all these episodes, I know there's only 10 episodes a season and you can only go so so much so far with story, but I wouldn't have minded a Terrence and Philip kind of episode like this. And what I mean is the whole episode just be in India world or whatever it's called. Park six, is it? Just have the whole episode, or at least like half the episode basically be there. I love how it was not a reboot, but how everything's the same yet everything's different. We've got the uh, we've got the sitar music playing uh, playing was was that White Stripes or the Seven Nation Army that is playing? It's fucking amazing. And then as they transition from scenes, you hear the main Westworld logo with a little sitar added to it all, and it's just like a subtle touch to be like the same thing but completely different and shifted. And it opens up this world, and it would have been interesting to experience even more of that buildup. I think the intro was really excellently done. But they, but realistically speaking, no, it probably shouldn't have been the whole episode. But it would have been interesting if they made it 25% of the episode before we got back to our main characters where there was some sort of crossover. And then once make that moment at the end when the tiger jumps on her, which looks fucking cool. I don't know if any other shows in the last year have tried to do a tiger on screen Hmm, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think this one was better. <laughs> I think this one was a lot better. But, so it looked really cool. But I think they could have uh, they could have teased us that a little bit longer. Uh, held off on the orgasm moment of that. You know, lead it up, lead it up, lead it up, lead it up. And stretch that a little bit to make us feel a little bit, oh my god, oh my goodness, uncomfortability. Because I felt that uncomfortability being in that different scene. You're in a different place, different universe what the fuck am i watching it again can kind of recreate that feeling of wonder of going into westworld for the first time where you're thinking and i think it did that pretty well i wouldn't have mind being a little bit more indulged by it as i think they're going to do with samurai world because to just talk a little bit about the end before the before the rest i think what we're going to see next week is we're not going to see any of Maeve's crew any of the any of the any of that threesome right there we're gonna see or it's more than a threesome now right it's a whole it's a whole little group none none of that fellowship of the ring we're not gonna see them we're gonna see them in episode was it episode five that's the samurai episode that's uh shogun world episode and i think we're gonna not see them all next episode next episode we'll be back to dealing with some william shit from we've seen from scenes from last week and then the week after will be almost the whole episode in Shogun World. So I might be crying with the Virginia ham in my hand. It's that Sopranos thing. I'm, I'm going, but woe is me. I'm so hungry. Look at this fucking ham. <laughs> I'm such a fucking idiot. But whatever. I think that ultimately I'll probably get what I want with Shogun World, but in but I wouldn't have minded getting some more of India World or Park 6. It was really cool. And I don't even watch The Walking Dead. And I yelled Shiva. Who's going to fix Bernard's tremors and leaky substances? That's a good question. I wonder if some sort of host Ford might be able to save him at some point. 
I don't know. Because do any of the other hosts have any tech skills? Maybe Felix or uh, I was going to say Felix or Felix or Oscar there. One of those two guys, since they're somewhat connected in the host world. So Maeve will meet up with them later on in the season and they'll be able to save Bernard. Or maybe he'll find a way to do it himself, which is really weird, or instruct Dolores how to do it. But I think someone's going to fix Bernard. I don't imagine Bernard dying off this season or the, the host of Bernard going offline. Johnny Five is alive. Are the animals also conscious? That's a good question, Brown Sugar. I don't know if the animals have also gone all Jumanji everywhere. There's a couple of Jumanji moments in this episode with the drums and shit. You'll probably be just as shocked as Maeve when you see what she discovered. Yeah, we all know Bernard is going to end up on that beach eventually. Yeah, and knowing it, it's his fault. And that's where we have the time the time shift thing. Smokehauntus in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see Smokehauntus. Rate this episode 1 out of 10. Okay, whenever I do these 1 out of 10 side buttholes or whatever, whenever I do these these raking orders, it's all it's all within the show itself. I'm not ranking Westworld versus a different show. But within Westworld, I would probably rank this episode 7 out of 10. I'd probably be a 7 out of 10. And there were some points in this episode I really did like but it wasn't necessarily my favorite episode of Westworld altogether. It did, in fact, though, this is where I'm talking out of both sides of my asshole. It did, though, make me so excited for how this show is progressing. I think it was a necessary episode to see this and to show us how far. And I think the end point of this season, at least in my imagination, gets to a point where we as an audience have to have a complete turnaround on Dolores. That at the first season we liked her. Tom in the live chat spoke one. I'm going to be taking a sandwich break in a second. I think what they're trying to do is similar to what David Chase tried to do in season six of The Soprano, season six B especially, make you hate your main character. We're setting up this big balance between all the hosts, and I think ultimately it's going to end up that Dolores and, uh, what's her name, Angela, are ultimately going to be on an island by themselves with the Knights of Ren that they have behind them. <laughs> so that I mean, they're in more action than the Knights of Ren, but she's walking around with the Knights of Ren. And I think that the, most of the other hosts might have to stop her <laughs> because she's going to be out of control and she's not going to give to flying fuck burgers about any other host that's against her. You could see the way she was looking. Teddy's her only ride or die in su survivor terms. Her only ride or die person that's there for her in, in this context. Her love, her connection, her, her, uh, <laughs> the spaghetti to her meatballs, like whatever. Oh wait, which one's which? No, well, Teddy's both, both spaghetti and meatballs. And even that, you can see when he let those kids go, Dolores, Dolores is just looking at him like, I want to kill a motherfucker. Uh, if, the, if he doesn't start listening, at least that's how I interpreted the scene. If, if he doesn't start listening to me, I am going to kill him. And I'm not going to like it, but I will do it. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to kill. Do I look like I am? I'm fucking Dolores as I'm d distracting my time here. So let me get into the live chat for a little bit. Teddy's got, yeah, Teddy's got to go. You got that feeling, K-Rich. Teddy's got to go. Felicia says, yeah, they're making a good job of making me... Oh, shit, scroll, scrolling past. I was getting back there. Felicia, what? whatever you rank it, minus a point for lack of nudity. Very fair. I always applaud nudity in any context. There's, there's, I'm not a believer that there's any bad nudity. 
<laughs> okay, so did Bernard change his black suit when he was in the bunker, or is it two different timelines, two different people? Gunshots are nothing if programming is turned off. I think it's the mind over matter for Dolores. Azimuth Game says, I don't think the animals realize their freedom. I don't think that most of any of the robots have realizations they aren't inhibited from not shooting certain people. Only part I spaced out during the daddy-daughter melodramatic bullshit. Uh, DJ11 agrees with Steph, I believe, that it's the worst episode of Westworld. Uh, flu fluid loss and physical structures are critical. Systems critical. Systems, systems critical. <laughs> zero, 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 one. <laughs> I just keep. I just want to keep playing that. Uh, the Fly the Concord song. The humans are dead. Yeah, they're doing a good job of making me like everyone I hated last season and hate everyone I loved last season. Yes, and Milt. Great to see Milt in the last in the live motherfucking chat as well. Teddy has guilty conscience. Uh, Riza says Ford and Arnold are still there. Wait for it. Still there in some ways. I mean, this is the first episode of the season that you could say Ford wasn't really a part of in a active force. In the last episode, he was... Gust Gustavo Frigg and in the episode before that he was his young self and speaking with his voice ultimately and we heard him in flashback in the last episode too so I know what you're saying that maybe Ford in the timeline in some ways is still alive but I think Ford will never Ford's never gone if you believe in him <laughs> Steph Snow says after the Raj world I felt a little deflated with everything else and that's completely understandable in this episode because I think that was such a the biggest high of the episode for me as well. I think I reached another orgasmic point at the end of the episode with the fight and with the lead up to all of that happening. And I think there was also for me, I think why I maybe was interested in a little bit more some of the, I was definitely compelled by the dialogue of Sizemore. And I think Sizemore was very funny in this episode and his interactions, even though there, I have a little bit of a problem with him not realizing that they're off script, you know, and like getting real pissed off. Like you don't realize you're on script. Do you realize what's happening with Maeve? Do you think Maeve's the only one? You're, you're not reading the, the tea leaves here. And it, in some part of it makes me always makes you question with the way Sizemore acts in this episode. It keeps alive that possibility that they're not sentient. They're not Johnny five is alive. They're not data's. They're all running Ford's narrative that he knew he was up against it, so this is his fuck-all narrative at the end to just fucking kill everyone, run an awesome game on on Billy, on the Men in Black, and destroyed fuck Delos in the in the pee hole for, for thinking that they could use the information that they're trying to attain for whatever nefarious means that Delos is trying to attain that information. Or even altruistic need that they might have it. I mean, we heard a... a a hint of last season that William, the Delos, Billy, whatever the guy, Men in Black, is doing awesome things with Delos. You know, helping people out. You saved my sister's life. You're a doctor. You're a lawyer. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Whatever he is. <clears throat> so perhaps the information that Delos wants to get, they in their minds, they want to use it in good ways. But Ford's like, no, you don't deserve that information. People can fuck off any way they want in Westworld. They don't deserve to be tapped into. So... I don't know. There might, could be a lot of things going on here with that. And I do think Ford plays into the narrative of the end game of this series as much as he does in the beginning game. So I don't think Ford is going anywhere. Ford is a mortal motherfucker. <clears throat> Steph Snow says, Steph Snow. I just like totally blended your name into one word. I was like, Steph Snow. <laughs> uh, <huh>? Steph Snow. 
<laughs> I also think Game of Thrones has spoiled me. It felt a little lame. Eek, I hate I hate to hate, but no, you can only be honest. And this isn't a fucking echo chamber of all of. Uh, in fact, I'm shutting Joe out of the podcast tonight because I'm like, I don't want to hear Joe's complaints. Now, Joe didn't get a chance to watch the episode, so he can't join us tonight. But I think he may be back in when we come back towards the end of the season. Joe might be joining us a couple of times. What does Ghost Nation? Who does Ghost Nation answer to? I seriously need fucking answers. That's a good question. And then at the end, I can't remember because it's in my notes. Uh, who gets captured by Ghost, Ghost Nation at the end? And I wanted to feel scared for the oh the uh, the woman from the beginning in the in the India world. She gets captured at the end, and I'd be scared for her. Except Stubbs is a freaking moron, and he made it out of there. He he got out of he got away from Ghost Nation. No problem. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon breezy there. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> I I also like Ghost Nation, and I hope we follow them with that character, with uh, with our new introduction character that I'm surprised didn't die from a tiger jumping on her and falling off a big cliff into water. But, you know, she's tougher. She's pretty fucking tough. Uh, Maeve's Jedi mind tricks don't work on them. Yes. Only money. I was trying to do a Watto. Okay, can I do a Watto's voice? <laughs> Jedi tricks don't work on me. Why are you waving your hand like some kind of Jedi? Jedi tricks don't work on me. Only money. Yes, yeah, Stubbs need to give us gives info to him. Stubbs knows how to get away from Ghost Nation. He just he he knows the tricks. Yeah, Ghost Nation might be the end of the game. The good guys at the end of the end of the day, they didn't really attack they were just sort of walking towards it k rich with the super chat donation 999 fucking tigers don't get out of the boat still showing me the splenda you know what you get you know what you get i got this for all of you here you go here's a big box of splenda for you k rich for that super chat donation you're amazing you're amazing buddy i'll let the splenda fall i'm not fucking drinking this shit now let me go let me spin the fucking wheel for you thank you so much k rich for that super chat donation you're amazing buddy and let's lead into this let's see what k rich gets he gets oh he gets oh, oh fuck there we go k rich you got Okay, Rich, let me know. Message me privately if you have a specific television show or something you want to rev me to review. You got one pick, and I knew I have a couple built in the bag. I have two more, two coming at some point. We got Bates Motel and also Gungrave, two requests coming up, and also Broke's Gotham review coming up very soon. But, uh, but yes, K. Rich, you just won one as well. And it could be an extra extra Westworld video. Anything you want it to be a Game of Thrones thing, anything. Private message me later and let me know what you want. Okay. So here we go. Pete Easy in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see Pete Easy. Funny ass dude. I love Pete Easy. Okay. So let's get into this crap. Let's no more wasting time. No more jerking my mouth up and down in a talkative way and not talking about specifics about this episode i said how i feel let me finish this stuff and that is the podcast everyone talk to you next time later recap
Okay, let's get into this recap of this episode. You know, I know. I mean, I really, I probably could end the podcast right there. We talked about the episode. It's done deal. It's it, we we danced. Let, let's get into this. Let's let's we've we've quick dance. We've boogie boogie boogie. Let's get into the slow dance. Let me break down. Let me play some audio so I can drink. <laughs> so I can drink and eat sandwiches. I mean, that's the reason to do it, right? Oh, we got a text message. Not my favorite episode of Westworld, but still a lot of awesome stuff. Very much looking for next week's looking forward to next week's episode. Area code 560. Thank you 560. The recap begins. Okay, let's get into this shit. So our episode opens up as another cold open, sitar music, and we're in India. We see a hookah, we see some hot guy sipping a drink, and then we hear, what is that? Is that the white stripes going on right here in the background? What's going on here? Do as you please. And the scene is set. It's really cool. So what brings you to this part of the world? I have a little time to kill, among other things. Oh, you know you're about to do well okay. when that happens. Bengals? Yeah, me too. Feel you like got too much issues. Edge of the park, a bit mad, a bit dangerous. I so, mean, I'm ultimately just playing this, just playing this to give myself a pause to stop. I mean, what what can I really play about all this shit? You know, I, it's more about talking about what happened. There's there's nothing. There's no specific dialogue we need to hear in this moment. So we see some girl uh, smoking a butt, and we hear the sitar, Seven Nation Army. It is really awesome, really cool. Uh, personally, I re I just it was very well done, and I know it's a subtle little thing uh, comparatively how in Westworld, but that's a thing about Westworld where you hear songs done in the theme of the park. So to see that continue into another park, it's just an easy way with music to set mood in a really effective way. And when you're talking about this show, there's some shows I foot like The Walking Dead, for instance, that I shoehorn an excuse to rag on it one more time by going, the music in this scene sucks bloody crap, too. What the fuck? And, and so, so, like, ultimately, holy shit, sorry, I got distracted by the Super Chat donation. But this show, it's hard to talk about it without talking about how awesome the music is because it sets a scene for the mood. And the bloody talker. I have not watched Lost, Lost in Space yet, but I do hear excellent things. Stephanie's watched it. I would love it. Danger, Phil, Issues Guy. Danger. Danger, Philip, Stephen, Issues Guy. Spin of the wheel for the bloody talker. Who's bloody awesome. Love the bloody talker. And thank you so much for the super chat donation. Bloody. You get Joe Drink. So, uh, no, no, wait, that's 10 push-ups, but I'm going to do Joe Driggs, and I'll do 10 push-ups, too, because I want to drink. Mm -mm -mm. I was trying to get out of my push-ups there. Did you already talk about Seventh Nation Army? Not yet, and I want to keep talking about it again and again and again, because it's so amazing. I was like, cute, Phil likes a good turkey sandwich. <laughs> I do. I like a very good turkey sandwich. You can see right down there in the bottom of the screen. Wait, but eat my sub. Wait, where is it? Down there, right? He really is Steph Snow, and the music tells the story. It sets the scene so well. They have a tone to the overall theme to Westworld, which is this 
psychedelic kind of thing that is a lot of fun. And then they mix in all these these songs in different versions of the songs that really create the element. Really cool. Hey, Red Walrus in the live motherfucking chat. The music of this episode, D.A. And uh, what it's great to see all you guys in the live chat today. Thank you, as always, for popping on in. He's the goat of music. I saw him in concert. So amazing. Corey Mitchell. This is Cowboy Teddy. I love to go one week without being hit in the junk by Dolores. When it comes to dick punches, I don't want one. I don't want none. The sitar sounds the polar opposite of the white stripes. It's such a clever choice. I agree. The rawness of the rock guitar of Jack White sounds it sounds so different and so and creates such this more I'm not gonna say menacing, just this interesting tone to it all. And yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about that. I mentioned earlier a show that I might talk about a little bit later tonight with the Cobra Kai show. And why am I talking about Cobra Kai here? I'm not going to talk about any spoilers or anything like that. Just to say it's another example in a much more minor scale of music really being so important to the narrative of the show. And just it's just on my mind because I just watched the 10 episodes. And the music of that was really awesome too. If you haven't watched that you like The Karate Kid, shut me off and go watch fucking uh, go watch that. Okay, so I'll, I'll still be going when you come back. So we see India, got India Land, the guy comes in, hot girl, smoking a butt, waiter interrupts things, talks about the something about the governor, and then he continues, but it's bang time, shirts off, she's impressed and smiles, and she's like, you look hot, you look so hot, you could be a robot. And uh, it's an awesome pickup pick line in, in, in Westworld. I mean, uh, in uh, Park 6. They kiss, but she's, go she's like, yeah, you know, if you want to wanna ride this roller coaster, you're going to have to get shot first. And he's like, what? She goes, well, yeah, if I shoot you and you're a host, you won't remember any of this. And if I shoot you and you're a person, it's, it's just a flesh wound. So let's, let's do it. I'm going to fucking shoot you. And she goes to shoot him. And she shoots him. And... And he falls down. There's a moment where you think he might be a host, but ultimately he's all good and he gets to ride the ride or actually he gets to be the ride and uh, they have some fun. They uh, they have some uh, they do it and and it's fun. Just another day in India land. So then we hit head on to the sitar Westworld theme as the elephants head in the woods as they're as they're playing Jumanji, I said. Well, the, so the dude and the girl, they look interested. She's got a book or a map, and they're on some mission on their narrative. And they kissy, kiss, kiss, kiss. They, and they say something is wrong as they investigate the new town, and they see that there's no other host there. She's concerned, but he's like, whatever. They head into a tent, and they see a dead body, and he says uh, a joke. What's, what's, what I, I had labeled in my notes, joke. What the fuck? Play the joke, asshole. What am I talking about? I said, play the joke, asshole. Wow, a new twist in the narrative. <laughs> Horror. No, I. He's I, violent. I'm all, I'm on. I'm in the middle of my second watch, Themor. <laughs> so the chick was a frequent visitor to Park. It almost seemed like she was this Park's version of uh, of Billy. Someone that has been there a lot and kind of knows the lay of the land. Teddy-san can grow balls or make Dolores sad, lonely, no lover, no father. Uh, Tom says, I like how they introduce the new characters, showing us at least some pokies in the deep cleavage. Vanessa says, I wish we got names until then. It's William's daughter. <laughs> Tom says, she smokes real cigarettes instead of vaping. I like her already. 
And uh, who's happy for Teddy's new balls? Alex says Corey Mitchell. Britpop is going to have a funeral for his balls. It's sad because they were beautiful. I watched the first two. Cobra Kaiser Sega. I'm watching it. If you like the first two, I'd say uh, I'll talk more about this later. But quick, quick notes on that. If you watch the first two and you're like, meh. You know, you're probably not going to like the rest. I think you can get enough of feel on those first two that if you feel like you want to watch more, uh, it. And I'll talk more about that in a review that I'll either do uh, sometime at the beginning of this week or after this, depending on how late we go tonight. Okay, so let's continue. Bump the bump the bump. <laughs> Trevor was in it. Oh yeah, that guy totally threw his dick punches. So we're going to talk about Trevor in a little bit here. Okay, so they head into a tent, and this girl's dead. He makes a joke that he's human, and she says something along the lines of, uh, these violent delights have violent ends. Violent ends. Can't you? And he, sh he gets shot. They go after her, too, but she loads her gun and is able to blast and run away. And uh, is trying to out... And this end scene, this is the first thing that kind of reminded me a little bit of a Game of Thrones moment. Because at the end, it reminded me of the prologue to the first episode of the prologue to the book. But specifically talking about the show, prologue to the first episode. When the guy's running away from the White Walkers. Because uh, she sees a tiger... <laughs> And she tries to stop, but the tiger's fucking huge. And she tries, she shoots him. Good thing she shot him. But she starts like trying to outrun a tiger. And at that point in time, while she's running, I just thought to myself, yeah, she's, she's outrunning a fucking tiger. <laughs> so we see eventually that the tiger got shot. So the tiger's limping. That's why it's not as quick to follow her. But she ends up at a cliff, and she tries to uh, she tries to get her gun up to shoot the tiger, but he jumps up. The tiger, yeah, tiger went tiger. <laughs> And it jumps up and throws her off a cliff. And that is our intro. Really cool. Really cool intro section. So let's continue in here. As we back in, we see Floki and we get an update from the human perspective. Clear to enter, but it's a fucking mess. Systems totally down, including some munitions. Force 42 through 45 are still on fire. Someone took out the cradle. It's a slaughterhouse in there, sir. Oh, Alex, good good pickup, as, as Steph said that as well. Alex said, did any of you notice that the Raj lady had the Delos research symbol on her hand-drawing map? I didn't see. I saw her look at a map, but I wasn't sure what she was exactly looking at, and I didn't rewind and pause it. So good fucking eyes there. Smokeahontas, I'm going to get to that later, but I do think he did. He definitely grabbed something, it seemed like, that he got the information out of out of Abernathy. He saw something quickly on the uh, on the pad and then he it seemed like as he heard people were coming in, he was able to grab something and remove the information. I might be projecting there, television projecting and not like putting it in a project projector. Projecting my hopes for a scene within my predictions, but I tend to think that Bernard's crafty enough to have got has seen that there is some sort of encryption code thing because I think when we see what's inside his head and he goes, oh my, it said something like enter password or something. So perhaps he was able to get that information out. I don't know. You could probably talk that tiger down. Tigers seem far more reasonable than Dolores at this point. <laughs> Corey, no, not Shiva. D, great to see D in the live chat. chat. Well, Smoke, I think he probably just got the info, not the code. Good point, Azimuth. If Charlotte goes to get that info from Abernathy and it's gone, she's going to lose it, and I would love it. That's what I'm hoping with a lot of this episode, Steph, that this episode needed to happen to pay off later. And I think that's what I'm hoping a lot with this season and why I'm 
honestly, honestly, at some level, avoiding predictions and avoiding some levels of prediction and stuff to not. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm distracted by text messages. I'm distracted by text messages. I'm seeing if, seeing if Joe is texting me. I, I, I'm kind of trying to hold off until I look at the whole picture of this season. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on shame on me. Yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me once, twice. Whatever the fuck that saying is. Strike it, reverse it. You know what I'm trying to say. You know what, you know what I'm talking about, motherfucker. <laughs> so... Whichever way it goes. Uh, another technical difficulties without me eating a sandwich. If yeah, take my I'll take my chances with the tiger. Yeah, I love the old west when people were shooting tigers with hand cannons. The fuck did that ever happen to the old west? And uh, DJ Win. Yes, it was called a cradle, cradle like a baby. And I love. This is what's awesome about Westworld. I mean. I don't know. I'm, I'm one of these people. Isn't it great that people don't like it and some people like this episode? I like that we're here. Westworld's back. We're in season two. We're really going. The show is changing and a different thing week to week. And it's not the same shit that it was last season. And through three episodes, whether people are feeling every single episode, every single moment, some people are feeling more, some episodes more than other ones, we're getting a much, a different show and not in a bad way. Because you can't recreate that. It doesn't mean there isn't these overall things that are going to lead up down, down at the end of the road. But at this point right now, I think we're getting a lot of really awesome stuff. Do, do, do. I owe someone push-ups too, don't I? I owe fucking someone push-ups. I got to do fucking push-ups. <laughs> you want to trade? Can I trade the push-ups for, for some drum? For some drum playing? <laughs> Could I trade? <laughs> I need to trade. Tiger just wants damn directions to the elevator. Get me out of there. <laughs> I just want some Cheetos. It's usually something that can only be used once and then and then based on the timestamp can't be used again. It was a good setup episode. La la. And that's, that's like a bad word in television reviewing or talking about episodes sometimes. Filler or setup episode. This is a setup episode. And I think we're going to get a lot of those this season. One-off stylized story choices that they're trying to go through to tell an individual story to lead with all these different timelines all these intersecting things that they're being a lot more obvious about and that's all going to lead up to some big apex i'm fangirling phil is fangirling over this episode reminds me of him in walking dead season four i wonder how long he starts before shitting on westworld too stick around uh k rich i might have some shit later shit from the can do you see the Karate Kid TV show? Johnny, I cannot wait to talk about that show, Johnny. Literally, I'm trying to hurry through this Westworld review so I can start another stream into a review of Cobra Kai. So uh, yeah, that's happening. If not tonight, it's happening soon. It's happening soon, Cobra Kai. Never die. And for people later watch this, can you stop talking about Cobra Kai? I'm not spoiling anything. Don't worry. Steph says, but did anyone else think that the samurai coming from the woods at the end was too similar to the tiger from the last episode? It was a little bit of a obvious finish there, Steph. I can't say, but I was too excited by a cool samurai running at me and distracted by flashy things on the screen. <laughs> but no, I hear you. I hear you. It was, uh, it was sort of like a familiar kind of thing in a, uh, television cliche kind of ending with the, ah, do we really think that anyone's going to die there? But it was cool, and it did make Analysis of Thrones mess his pants, so. <laughs> uh, but I would have been fine with them just seeing the head. 
and having it sort of cut at the head and they hear the the sound of a sword come out. I think it would have been a slightly more effective ending if we never actually saw the samurai. And at that point, we have them find the head and we got to get out of here. And you just hear the sound of swords coming out of their sheaths. I think that might have just been cool, but you never actually see the samurai. But whatever. D says, we need cliffhangers. Give us cliffhangers. I think sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. And it's not it's not a horrible thing. I don't like cliffhangers over courses of seasons. But a couple of episodes are all right. <laughs> the water connects the park, it looks like. I was saying that a little bit in the first episode, OTDA. That I think maybe that the what Ford created with the water when they showed up at the beginning of the first episode. They're like, we haven't seen this water before. Grumble, 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 grumble. The water was used. The Ford's last plan, his big narrative choice at the end, was to connect the six parks. Well, I don't know if it's six parks, however many parks it is. Hey, hey, Bernie the Burnt. Great to see you, buddy. Just the tip. Just the tip. What did Finesse ask? I wonder what the Ghost Nation wanted with a size more. That is a very, very good question. And not one I necessarily have an answer, but it's going to be interesting to see that. Excellent question, though. He definitely encrypted the file, and then it was a one-time key message. I, that's what I think happened, too, uh, b bumping in the conversation between Alex and Asmuth. <laughs> Corey Mitchell, I would LOL if the tiger started talking in Ford's voice. This, ga this game isn't meant for you, William, and I want some Frosted Flakes. <laughs> that would be delicious. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, audio listeners. I'm losing my shit here because Corey Mitchell got me again. Corey Mitchell, you have officially, you got me again, Corey Mitchell. I'm a goofball son of a bitch. And for Corey Mitchell, he gets a silly affected drum solo. There we go. Sorry about that. Again, as I don't know how loud and obnoxious that was. But Corey Mitchell, thank you for making me laugh like a son of a bitch. <clears throat> so let's continue with this shit uh, as I clear my throat. Everybody, in two years when this podcast sounds like this, I hope you guys still listen to me. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, it is seven parks. That makes Seven Nation Army even more cryptic. Interesting. Glory of the snow. Great to see you in the live chat. La la. I feel like Arnold or Ford gave Maeve the ability to procreate, and she really maybe has a daughter. Hmm, interesting. Uh, is it weird that Bernard got separated from Hale? I thought that was a little weird the way it was separated, and that was the craziest part of the episode to help, help me follow that. When was that event that we saw at the beginning with Hale and Bernard, and when he comes back, and then when he got connected? I love how she leaves him, too. And was that also... I think Maeve is going to be pregnant. That could be an interesting touch as well. Stuff. Star Wars resulted in a bongo solo. Can you imagine if Corey Mitchell had mentioned Deep Space Nine? Oh, I would have. Uh, I would have lost it. I would have pulled the trumpet out. I mean, I would. I might have been able to pull out the trumpet at that point in time. Okay. So let me. I gotta sip some beer. 
And and everyone who, if you're listening to the uh, audio cast in this, I apologize, but isn't this a cool looking bottle? I don't, I don't even want, I don't even really, I don't love the beer or it's all right. It's, it's better than I thought it was going to be because it was pretty cheap, but I, I saw the bottle and I was like, I got to get that. It looks really fucking cool. So yeah, that's it. That's me. That's me. That's me showing off my beer. Fuck. Cheers to everyone. If you've got a drink, let's cheers. Zip it up. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. No, I'm. Di- <laughs> no one cares about this, but this is how cr- this is how I'm having how much of a bad day I'm having. You ever have one of those days where everything is backwards? No matter what you try to do, you bump your head, you you kick something, you 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 bang your shin, you. I, I keep. I'm gonna say hit my head a bunch of times because I hit my head like three times today. You every conversation you have with someone turns into an argument in the, in the same day. I'm having one of those days, and I went. To go put my glass, I should be putting my glass here and the bottle on the floor, and instead I went like this. I went the other way around. I am fucked in. I am fucked in the head today. Mm-mm. D says I like the cover music. Bring the sitar. I want to hear more sitar stuff, and I hope we go back to to India world before it is all said and done. I do hope. I reckon. <clears throat> okay, so we're back in. We see Floki. We get an update from the human perspective. Did I play that? Yeah, I played that. And then we get to Delos headquarters location. We see Charlotte is like, I would not be alive. And they talk about some Charlotte stuff. That team's in the Mesa scrub each and every floor. No luck here either. What about you, Bernard? Do you have any idea where Peter Abernathy might have gone? So this ultimately discloses it's a le- it's the conclusion of whatever we see later. So this is sometime in the future in a timeline. Right now, after the events of the stuff that we see later in the episode, and I'm asking as much as I'm saying, I didn't, this wasn't, not not that I didn't follow this when I was watching it live, but this is the one part I was like, okay, so I guess this is a weird timeline thing. So this is the future, or is this the present, or whatever. This is past the point in time later in the episode, right? Or am I wrong? To keep slipping away from us. I thought the Hand of the Queen was pretty good. It's very strong beer. It's stronger. It's not my favorite of the Ama Gang of this year. I think it especially has kind of a weird first taste. It's one of those beers that you have to drink like two or three big sips before you adapt to the taste, at least for me, because it's a barley wine or something. And I've never really had one of those before. It's very strong, though. Like, very strong. Like, like you have a couple of sips. It feels like you're taking shots because it's 10% alcohol. It's... It's not my favorite of the Armageddon Game of Thrones beers, but it is cool to drink, and I will have a few more of those because there are some around the stores in my area. But so I can rec- I can recommend it, not as much as as uh, the last one, The Winter Is Here, which I really liked. I believe that was the one I really liked. Oh, yes, Mocahontas, it's going to be a fun time. I can't wait. I'm just getting some of my final plans together. So Charlotte, is, Bernard's head keeps pulsing. We get a cool effect of him fast flashing to many locations and times. We hear Charlotte's voice in the past and when they initially escaped. We see them spying on some hosts, and we see Abernathy. And we see Simon, I mean Trevor, I mean... Can someone in the live chat tell me what Trevor's fucking name is in this show? We got broke black man in the live motherfucking chat. Good to see broke. And uh, 
cool. What the fuck? What's Trevor's name? What's uh, what's Trevor's name on this show? But he's Trevor. And I like how Trevor got to be the hero finally. He totally got to be the hero. Yeah, this episode was not about theories broke. This is about shit happens. Bernie the Burnt. Oh, my motherfucking gang. My favorite one of all time is the... I have them all behind me. Uh, I, can't, I can't show them. You can see them kind of all behind me on my head. Let me lower my head down. You can see them in the distance in the back. But I think my favorites are definitely Three-Eyed Raven is my ultimate favorite. And then I like the Winter is Here as well. I thought it was very fucking good. Very fucking good, motherfucker. Okay, so Simon, Trevor. So what? What is what's Simon's name on this show? I'm gonna. Well, who's Trevor? Trevor is the guy with the mutton chops that turned into the hero. He's also on The Walking Dead. Stephen Ogg, Mandela. Great to see Mandela in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see her. Lots of love to her. Okay, so let me put let me, one more bite of this sandwich, and there we go. So Simon, Trevor, they all come in, and let me play a little bit of their audio right here, and. Play the audio, you motherfucker. What? What's wrong with you, Phil? Play it for the people. Sorry, Phil. Fifteen bucks a head. Nine times. How much is that? Enough that we'll be shitting in high cotton. But there's ten of them there. Well, I reckon I might just keep one. See, now we've had us a few handsome trades in our new line of business. I figure it's high time I enjoy my own merchandise. I want Rebus. Thank you, Alex. I reckon this one might make a fine all-purpose fancy fulfiller. Huh? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Rebus. Watch our wares. Split up. Whoever finds... And Bernard and Charlotte set a trap by yelling for help and head out. And Charlotte's at a tree and Bernard hits him over the head with a rock and gets inside his mind. Hard poured in and give him a little attitude to just go. I'm going to make him a good guy. I'm going to make him the toughest gun in the West. I'm going to whistle in his ear and play a tune and call him Sally Tuesday like this. It's amazing. I uh, I haven't Tyrion, but I would. I I'd say I'm more likely to do it on a comic character and then expand on their comic story and their and their regular story. As I'm not an expert, I'd have to probably bring in an expert to basically educate me on how their stories. There's some stories I am a little bit more familiar than the others, and that is something I'm not against doing. I would absolutely have fun doing that. I know Joe knows a lot more about that stuff than I do, so I think Joe would be into that as well. So definitely, definitely, if you have something specific, uh, uh, Tyrion, email me. Daniel Robinson, Phil's audio doesn't work. Me, I don't like to complain. Yes, you do. $15 a head, nine a head. We can almost afford a nice dinner at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> if Bernard, I, I read that quickly. I was like, my audio doesn't work. What's wrong with my audio? <laughs> Great to see everyone in the chat. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Convincing him to Lancelot was a cruel jest and explains his actions on the beach later in the later timeline. Absolutely. Read Saga comics. It is epic. Okay, so Bernard and Charlotte set a trap by yelling for help. They hit him over the head, and they make him the virtuistic motherfucker in the world. We'll listen to that shit. 
virtuous, quickest gun in the West. Oh, yeah, we do. And here's Simon being a good guy. This, He's a sick tug mistreatment. This almost makes me feel, uh, or Rebus, Rebus, I gotta stop calling him Simon. Trevor, Trevor or Rebus. Uh, <laughs> it's very weird to me, and Joe was talking about this in the Walking Dead podcast. It's cool here seeing Stephen Ogg, even in a quick hack of his mind, playing a good guy for a second. Simon, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Y'all too? You only ever touch a woman as gently as with a petal of a rose. So he goes all, uh, he goes all Teddy on the bad guys. Ah, you let him go. And he runs off through the hills like, Oh no! I'm on the podcast! Get me off the podcast! Sorry, honey. Here you go. Back to your seat. Back to your seat. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, old man. <laughs> My 18-year-old cat is like, you're a fucking asshole, dude. I'm 18. You just picked up like a hundred and billion. I don't know. I can't do math right now. You just picked up. I'm an old motherfucker, asshole. So it take if a table cannot support that kind of info stored in Abernathy's Pearl. So what can he have on this tablet from the data? Smokehontas. Good question. He didn't do anything from all we saw. Sorry, I'm just I'm hijacking your conversations in the live chat. We have another text message that says. Uh, will Teddy keep going against Dolores? I think so. I think Teddy's going to be his own man. And I don't think his love for Dolores is going to stop him from doing what he feels like is the right thing. I think ultimately all of our hosts that we know that are starting to discover their own identity, if we're to believe that, and that's not some part of Ford's plan. I think Teddy is the... He has, he's, he's a good guy. Excuse me. He wants to do the right thing. Excuse me. He's died about a billion and a half times and he still wants to do the right thing. Um, yeah, Ford's chili is made with fava beans and is great with a nice Chianti. That's a horrible, I, I, I wasn't even trying to do a Hannibal Lecter there. I was just, let me put this weird effect in my voice and talk. Kind of wacky. <laughs> What kind of asshole am I? So, uh, <laughs> we do need some Tinkerbell sound effects. I don't know if I have them on cue right now. If you have any requests for sound effects, email them to me at igetissuesmen.gmail.com. You could even include the sound effect, and I will play it on the show. You know I will. I'll do it, and I'll touch it. And, oh, we got a PayPal donation for $10 from Michael. Thank you, Michael. I really do appreciate your support, and thank you for that PayPal donation. I'm going to spin the wheel for you, buddy. I'm going to spin the wheel for you. Say hi in the chat, Mike. Are you watching live? So, okay. So, then we get Charlotte, and it's like, Abernathy, you come with me. Oh, they're coming for us. Come. Leave these mongrels to scourge our land and our dignity. I will not. I will stand in defiance. Fight. Even if it cost me my life. Casey Atheist, great to see you. 
Rises, uh, Rises talking OTDA. D says, I like the Hunter being Hunter theme. Great to see you, Casey. Uh, being hunted theme. I hope the new female characters make it. She should be understanding of the park and not wanting to sex the hosts. Isn't is did I, did I make it up or is Jenna Elfman in this season at some point in time too? And her character hasn't quite been introduced. I'm not sure what she's playing, but I could be wrong. I agree. Rise. Teddy's kind of my favorite character right now. Teddy and the Man in Black are probably my two favorite characters uh, this season, which is interesting because as much as I like the Man in Black, I'd say last season. I liked Dolores and Maeve the most. And not that I'm not feeling them at all, uh, but I'm definitely more engaged with the William Men in Black story and Teddy's perspective in all of this, and even to a lesser extent Bernard, than I am Dolores and Maeve. And that's not to say I'm apathetic to Dolores and Maeve's situations and their storylines. I'd say they're it's just a little bit lower on my totem pole of of making me excited. Mm-mm-mm. That's what someone else was saying earlier, Broke, that it could be the man in black's, until we know her name, she's the man in black's daughter. <laughs> so let's continue with this. Charlotte's like, Abernathy, come with me. And, and I, I wrote at this point, I love this actor. He does just an excellent job in the character of Abernathy. <laughs> Teddy, question mark, fill the issues guy? What an, what an idiot. Teddy's your favorite character of the season. What kind of what kind of asshole are you? <laughs> oh my goodness, what kind of asshole am I? That's a good fucking question. Do you know what kind of asshole I am? Oh no, it's the Lannister takeover. <laughs> little little preview for something to come there. Well, what's that, Brooke? What's that, Brooke? You want to see? You want to see that again? You want to see a quick, quick little, quick little, quick little taste of your dream girl again, right there? Okay, so let me continue here. So, okay, then we go over to Dolores, who is <laughs> who? Oh yeah, we get the cartoon horn. The oh, that was a tease. Did I did I tease you? Was that a little was that a little bit of a tease right there? <laughs> was that a tease of Joe's computer didn't blow up? Okay, so uh, <laughs> no Jedi mind trick right there. But did, you like that one? You like that one uh, analysis? That's one of the, that's one of my favorite ones so far. Well, we'll take a look at that in a little bit again. So, uh, uh, so Dolores is uh, lots of people hugs. Dolores meets the captain, and as much as uh, I almost want to rewatch this because I didn't take this as serious the first time I watched it because I yada yada that. Dolores is just going to get these people on her side. And so why do I really care what they have to say? But ultimately, what's happening here is Dolores is setting them up. And it's it's pretty well done. Quite and, welcome. And I can admit that I didn't see exactly what her plan was coming. And her, oh, holy shit, great. Thank you so much for the sub, for the sub Jerry. Welcome to the ridiculous group of silly folk. Jordan the FUD. Major. Why is this flaxen plum riding ahead of you? Because he knows what's best for him. And you are? Call me Wyatt. You're Wyatt? Colonel, she says we got an enemy coming intent on keeping us from marching for glory in the morning. Your Major's right. In the morning, they'll be coming from the east, right over there. And why should I believe you? 
Can someone explain to me why Dolores portrayed the Confederados? It wasn't abundantly clear to me. Me either exactly. I'd have to rewatch that. And I hate to say that. I hate to to uh, to cop out like that and say, I have to rewatch it. i say what the fuck was going on there. But I think a part of her plan was to get all the Confederados in front of the the place where they were stuck in, lock them out, and have them all gather around the door so that the the security would approach so she could blow them all up as they approached. I don't think it it seems like she probably could have done what she wanted to do a little bit differently, but the way she want the way I think it was established is she wanted to get them all bunched together somehow and in a certain area. So by putting all the all the Confederados right there, it sort of made the security head in that direction, in the right direction for a place to be able to be shot uh, by the arrow with the where they planted the explosives. But or it could just be Dolores going, I have unlimited power and these people aren't worth it. And or these hosts aren't worth it. They're not on my level. I don't want to wake them all. I want to destroy them and use them as my pawns. Flaccid pump. Jerry, thank you so much for the welcome. Uh, so, so much. I'm reading your comment like you're saying it to me like I'm, you're, I'm welcoming you. Uh, thank you for allowing me to come into your house, Jerry. Oh, you have this crazy guy in your house now. Hey, Jerry. We're going to have a party. What you got What you got in your refrigerator, Jerry? You got some shit for me? <laughs> but no, welcome, Jerry. Join the fun. Join the discussion. Get as silly as you want. We rules? We don't got no stinking rules. You want to do capitals? I'm not afraid of the capital letters. The scary caps. I'm not afraid of the scary caps. Yeah, I agree. Killing them after they shot the SWAT, SWAT team. Yeah, it was just like a... It, to kind of narrow them in that direction. She can still bring them back online. Wait, where's that guy with the tablet? It's gone. Toast it up, Jerry. And don't hate me too much for drinking beer out of a straw. It's... It's injury, not injury related. It's, mm. I'll wait till like the second time you're here to explain to you my weird interest in my weird uh, intricacies of my beer drinking habits. I think I've lost a few subs from drinking beer out of a uh, <laughs> out of a straw. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, she got two birds with one stone, humans and unworthy hosts. Excellent point, Alex, as always. And, uh, but the explosion the whole time in my head, I was expecting it to look like the Battle of Blackwater. And for some reason, it was just black smoke. And I was like, eh. no, I hear you. I hear you, Steph. Bam. You're like, it's on HBO. I want to see. So. Dolores strongly believes in no friends, except for Teddy, and she and Teddy's not gonna last long the way he's acting. I'm so antsy tonight, like antsy in my pants. Uh, I go over here and I play. Uh, I want to play like weird songs on. Uh, I almost just hit my head really hard on the side of the table. I'm like, okay. So, uh, wow, drinking out of straw, you lost your hippie subs unless your hippies use straws. They use straws for different things. Uh, they, put, they stick it in potatoes and make bongs out of potatoes or, uh, or not bongs, fill pipes. You can make a pipe out of pretty much any fruit that you can dig through. <laughs> Holy shit. Tim Gersh in the live motherfucking chat. 
I'd like to imagine Host Ford is off in some room like the Wizard of Oz controlling the game. It's funny. Every time I see, I I just spotted, I like out of the corner of my side butthole eye, I spotted Oz. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, are you talking about Oz, the the uh, the prison drama? I like Oz. Oh, great. So great. So great to see all of you guys tonight. Thank you so much for popping in the live chat, sharing your thoughts wherever you're listening. Apples work really well, Casey Atheist. Steph Snow likes straws. I love a straw. I st- I'm a straw kleptomaniac whenever I go into any supermarket that has one of those little areas that you can, you can grab a couple straws, like a Whole Foods or some shit. They, that the front area, I'll grab like five straws, throw them in my bag. And I go to the pizza place. I'm like, yeah, I got some extra straws. They probably think I'm a like crazy Coke fiend or some shit like that. I'm just stealing all the straws. But really, I'm doing it to drink beer. <laughs> and also a weird voice exercise thing that like – if. No, too much information. Too much information. You guys don't want to hear about that shit. But if you go in a straw, it, it like massages your throat when you have a sore throat. Yes, yes, yes. Too much crap. You don't want to hear about that. But I'm telling you anyways because it's the issues program and nothing stays inside. Rip it all off. Take it all off and let's go with this shit. Okay, so Ozworld is one of the parks. Yes, Ozworld where, you, where you're stuck in a cell with Schillinger and uh, Adebisi. Yeah, add a PC in Westworld would be amazing. Smokeahontas, you called in, but to no avail. Sm- call in again. I must have missed it. Or call in and leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509 in case I fucked up the number. If you called in and I fucked it all up, Smokeahontas, that's on me, and I'm an asshole. Please try to call back if you can. Let me let me let me put the phone lines back up. On the screen. Oh, here we go. Let's take a call. This is from area code 606. If you, uh, you know, tell me your name and where you're calling from and what your question or comment is. And I'll just let you get it out there. Let you stick it in. I don't know. I'm, I'm being an asshole now. So here you go. Area code 606. Are you out there, 606? Oh, uh, we, we ended up getting, we lost a connection. I'm like, fuck you. I'm hanging up. Hanging up right now. No. Uh, definitely call back in and I'll take your call immediately. So she's getting her army and it's all cool to listen to her. But this is basically just an all yada yada because it's just a lead up till she eventually kills these people. Eventually. I do have a P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box 236 Marblehead Mass 01945. You can see that on my Twitter. It's It's pinned to the top. It's pinned to the top. Oh, and I think it's also in the description box of this video. Let's try again. If it doesn't work this time, it's on my phone lines, but we'll see. Here you go. Uh, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hello. Hey, welcome. How's it going, Smokehauntus? What is up, everybody? Good to see you. Good to, or not to see you. I'm not actually seeing you. Good to hear. I was thinking, good to see you in a couple of weeks at the Con of Thrones. I know, like I'm completely stoked, so ready for it to just go down. I got you all kinds of uh, docky treats for your puppy. Nice. I might eat some too, just for just for my fun, just for fun. <laughs> well, I am burning up the bourbon trail down here in Kentucky, and I just wanted to ask you your opinion on this. Delos is desperately needing the encryption, which I'm pretty for sure Bernard downloaded. Do you think it's possible that 
Ford Ordelos has discovered how to upload consciousness to a sleep, therefore achieving immortality? Oh, ooh, good question. Good comment. And do you know why it's a good question? Because that's my goal. My goal eventually is to get a uh, is is to raise a ghoul or raza ghoul someone, and you know I want to have a kid or a clone just so I can upload my consciousness to because I'm egocentric enough to want to live forever. No, I, I think I think that absolutely could be a part of the factor. I don't think it's as simple as just wanting to know advertising trends and goofy shit like that. I think it's and it's not or build a military something like that a way of uploading consciousness into host bodies. Uh, you might be onto something there. I think that's an interesting concept. Because if you think of it, uh, the father that was uh, that started the Delos Corporation, he was sick. You know, we've seen that. And I just think that that might have a big role to play in this season because who's going to who's going to possibly think of um, immortality in this situation? Yeah. AI, consciousness, evolution. Yeah, and ultimately, I think that's exactly what William was trying to was to you know get to. You have to go back to go forth. Yeah, that makes that makes so he, much. That makes the love so much story sense. isn't so much between Teddy and him. I think it is between William and Dolores, mm. and their paths will cross again. It's that's very and maybe uh, oh I'm sorry I was just I was just thinking that uh, William is really messed up in the sense that he wants to take over Dolores's body he wants to upload his consciousness into Dolores's body but no I think that's a very cool concept of maybe because it can't be as again it can't be something just as simple as wanting that information for for company progress reasons they're making it seem like it's a more intense thing a more uh, a, a bigger thing and that bigger thing could very much be something like the key to immortality by creating hosts and understanding the DNA code and that's connected to Bernard checking in and actually having DNA and ways of uploading consciousness that's a that's very interesting Smokehauntas I like that shit alright well everybody I hope you have a good night in the chat I'm going to finish my bourbon and nice. I bid you all good night Toast. I will see you at the con. Yeah, toast to you. See you in a couple of weeks. See you in a couple of weeks. Can't wait. Awesome call. Make but... sure to bring your drums. Oh, I am. I am. Uh, it's definitely going in the back. Not, not coming without a drum. <laughs> I'll see you guys soon. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Later. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for the call. Immortality could be the goal. And as LML says, when you try to distrust the cycle of nature, hell breaks loose. Would be great, but I don't think they have consciousness uploaded because they would probably have made some robots that are part of the conscious part of programming before that, maybe, as the game says. Uh, OTDA says, damn, that's a good point, Smokahontas, and how he's still in the game. Uh, Steph Snow says, southern accents are the best things ever and great uh, host. Ray Shagul, not Raz. I said it purposely all weird just because i knew you were in the chat tim and i knew you would get you would correct me i always wanted to play shut the fuck up phil right there love you tim you're the best buddy and i really don't think tim wants to live forever good night i love them tim call it so i can hear uh you got me with that damn straw you need to have a straw drinking stream i'm down for it lala Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. I love all of you guys in the live chat. Okay, let's continue here. So she's getting her army together, but I'm just going to yada, yada yada over this a little bit. So uh, she's like, they're kids, and we get that thing that these these hosts are just kids. They're very, they're very young. Who gives a shit about them? 
So then we go to crossing the brook, but the horse doesn't want to come. Oh, we go over to Sizemore looking cute with Maeve heading with Hector and walking through. He's trying to get him drunk, and Sizemore guzzles down the booze. They cross the brook, but the uh, the the mule doesn't want to come. The ass doesn't want to come, and they're spotted by Ghost Nation. Maeve gets a flashback to see that it's the same uh, same guy that took her child. Hector, Hector speaks to them, and they stop and speak back. They're, and they want to take Sizemore. And why they want to take Sizemore, that was mentioned earlier. Maeve does her Jedi mind trick on them, but it doesn't work, and more come out. Excuse me, as they're about to swarm, she yells to Hector that she needs Sizemore, and he shoots them off. He gets them off. Right? He gets them off while the other two run away. And then we kick to another kind of running scene as they run as fast as they can, and they leave their poor donkey off to go be in the movie Shrek. And they just keep running until they finally get to an underground place. And ultimately, it wasn't that close. And I like that they didn't do that last minute kind of thing. Like, they got there the last minute. They clearly outrun the Ghost Nation people and the ghost nation people were looking around like what the fuck just happened <laughs> this is freaking freaking great any guesses on the three remaining worlds so we have uh do i do i cheat and use the movie i didn't see all the movies but i think i know one of them just from some of the titles of the movies isn't one of them i guess minor spoiler uh, isn't is one of them here you go. I'm just giving you an extra second if you want to pause this. Is one of them Future World? Because isn't there a movie Future World? So I assume maybe one of them some sort of Jetson-like land of wonder. <laughs> that isn't even the Jetsons theme song. What was I? What theme song was I just singing? Was that the dating th dating game? Was I was I just humming the dating game instead? But Phil, just you know, fear socks. <laughs> I was sad to see Indie World uh, Scarguard died. This is so. I, I definitely think one of them would be a future world. I'm not sure what the other ones would be. Uh, yes, I am a Puglia. I uh, am leaving uh, for a, sort of a cross country trip. I'll be doing a. I'll be doing a live, a couple of live streams about that on the road out to it. The road, the road. But I will be there. Myself, Lotus, myself and Lotus the dog will be there. Okay, so Rome World, Game of Thrones World, Sandwich World. I would love a Sandwich World, Ian. Oh, his Dream of Genie. Thank you, guys. I was, I was singing high Dream of Genie. <laughs> it was. Dude, well, dude, dude. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's fucking up horrible. How do you know? How do you do future world? Wouldn't require future technology to be future. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how you would do uh, future world in the future. But wasn't future world one of the ones in the movies? Spice world. Yeah, there's definitely a spice world. It's very scary and sporty and posh and everything's ginger. And everyone's treated like babies, Daniel. <laughs> so. Broke says, I thought they needed Abernathy's data so people can come get them, but it appears they still don't have the data. No, they don't have the data. So I think that means that our hypothesis that Bernard was able to get the data out of Abernathy is true. Oh, gosh. I, I'd have to hear it again to sing the theme to Dallas. 
I I don't have it stuck in my head. I mean, I could do like uh, the Greatest American Hero or some. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could be so free. I don't know why I'm saying that's like Celine Dear. This Florida world, I like it. They need Abernathy's data. Data, superhero, Dr. Sung, he's a mighty big genius. He built a dude data with an android penis. Uh, they need Abernathy's data. All this talk of data makes me think of data because data is so relevant in this show. Gosh fucking dang it. Get Brent and Spiner on this fucking show next season. Assholes. Do it. Come on. Come on. Jonathan Nolan. Please enjoy. Come on. You've seen Measure of a Man. I know you have. You want Brent Spiner on this show. You need Brent Spiner on this show. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Steph Snow says, I just want Charlotte to die. Where the heck is the scene with the uh, closets of Bernard's and Charlotte's in that boat? <laughs> I'm telling you, the current timeline has a couple of Bernard's awake in the park. A couple of people have got that speculation, and OTDA was going that, that there's multiple Bernard's right now. Oh, yeah. Lots of Bernard's. I, and I wouldn't look past that. Close enough. Thank you, Jerry. I can't believe I started humming the uh, <laughs> I Dream a Genie. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Spiner walks Trek World. Yeah, do we have a Trek World? I want to see a Trek World. Let's do it. Oh, fuck. Okay, so they keep running. They're talk Sizemore's talking, and Maeve does her Jedi mind trick. Let's listen to a little bit of this so I can catch up with a, a slight beverage drink. Let me play a little bit of this dog shit. No, that's not dog shit. Play this. What are you taking this one? Um, hang on. Stop. You will let him go. And you will forget that you ever saw us. These are not the droids you're looking for. These are the droids you're looking for. These are not the droids they're looking for. They keep, so they run to an underground place. Okay, so I already kind of went through all this shit. I forgot I already went through this. So they cut the town the night of the Dolores incident, and we see Bernard and Abernath, Abernathy as prisoners. Dolores sees him, and she runs over to him. Daddy! My daddy! We got us here some genuine acolytes of Satan himself. Union sympathizers. <laughs> Affliction is a treasure! You're a mouthy son of a bitch, aren't you? And scarce any man hath enough of it. Huh? Stop! I need to talk to this one alone. It is, Steph. We're going to be in or just in Orlando for like one day. We're going to be at Disney World on, like, Monday the 21st, I think. We're going to be stopping there and staying with a friend down there. And uh, I think our stops are – I'll do a stream at the beginning. Our stops are Orlando, Virginia Beach on the way down there. Uh, then we're stopping in fucking New Orleans for one night. Then we're stopping in Austin for one night. Then in Dallas for three days. And then, like, Memphis for one night and Atlantic City for one night on the way back and, like, a couple other stops along the way. I'll definitely do a, a stream leading up to it, like, the, the week, a couple of days before I leave, just mentioning where we're going to be and 
for people if anyone's in those areas to touch base maybe we can meet in a bar for a drink or some shit like that so i'll keep you guys posted on all of that and i'll be doing daily vloggy like travel vlog streams on the channel on the way out to con of thrones and then once we're at con of thrones be doing some some of those streams i think most of the streams i'll be doing from con of thrones will be from my phone with the uh with the vibrator i mean the selfie stick i think it's the same thing whatever the selfie stick so uh i'll be using that i'll also try to do at least one podcast maybe from the hallway the first day so yes Steph, we're going to be doing another trip out there sooner rather than later, so maybe the next time, since we're only going to be there for one day. But, okay. Okay, I can't finish this bourbon without you, so Smokehauntus, let's toast. Let's keep going. I'm going to finish this beer without all of you. I can't finish it with you guys. I can't drink alone. Mary B., great to see you. Okay, so let's continue. Cut to the town of the Doris Engine. Teddy asks, who's this person? You don't remember. my father. My home. Look what they've done to him. So, then she goes to him and there's some rambling, but some very interesting moment between her and her dad. I am bound upon a wheel of fire that mine own tears do scald like mold. I've been born on a journey wheel of fire the wheel of fire the wheel of fire it's all right i'm here Dolores? oh this was so oh, oh, oh. right now tom's eyes are rolling back in the side of his head but this little Grinch's heart started to melt as they fade into their narrative. And you know, this is this scene. I'm gonna get a little serious here. This scene, in a lot of ways, made me a little sad because it reminded me, as with anything, and I mentioned this a lot in the show, to get around certain things and understand certain things. Everyone does this. They connect it to their own lives, and I, you connect things to your own lives, and. And on some level, sometimes how much you understand something or can get into something has to do with how much you can relate to it or not relate to it. It doesn't matter. But in this moment, having a, a sick parent that's mind went in relating to it in that extent, it, it was very reminding, very, filled me with those kind of feelings. So I could understand the feeling that Dolores was having, especially because her past and what she's talking about when they get into their narratives and they go into their narratives – for Dolores, that's not a happy memory. She is actively conscious enough to know that that was her just being, fuck you, you don't do what you tell me. Just listening to the listening to them tell them, that's not her. That's not really her identity. But she's still the bonds. That's all she has. These hosts went through this piles of ludicrous shit. But it's all they got. And it's just like in... My, you know, my situation essentially that, you know, a lot of shit that I went through with that family member that that I had to take care of when they were sick and their mind was going was a lot of shit. But still, when you talk and you dwell back, you smile about it like, whoa, we went through all that shit. It was tough shit. 
But it's still, you look back at those events and can get joy in the nostalgia aspect to make you feel like a kid again, to make you feel like whatever again, even if it's fucked up memories. So they're having fucked up memories that Dolores doesn't really have a happiness feature there, but it's also connecting to her happiness because it's connecting to the moment that she considers this guy her father. It's very cool. Uh, Steph says, you got to let me know when you come back to Florida. I have zero friends and totally love to take you and Steph around for, for a meet and greet or a sandwich. Stephanie, I can absolutely say that we'll be taking you up on that at some point in time in the future. <laughs> I've been calling him Abernathy for that long. I was about to ask you who Peter is. Where the fuck is Elsie? Good question. <clears throat> so I do think it's very cool that we're seeing this interaction and seeing Dolores have to deal with a parent that's losing their mind. And within them being host, it still it establishes these because they look human, they act human so that they can create these connective tissues for us. And I connected to this scene just from a father daughter watching your parent lose their mind and fucking getting old and getting fucking sick sucks fucking donkey balls <laughs> that donkey that uh maven sizemore left that donkey's balls all that shit sucks let's not let's not it happens there's no fucking getting away from it and it sucks donkey balls and even when you're a host like bernard in or abernathy that these potentially immortal kind of beings still technical difficulties can happen. Well, speaking of which. I'll leave him home. Back to the ranch. Do you remember our ranch? The way you'd welcome every morning out on the porch. Elsie's hoping for a Raising Hope reunion. I'd wake up in my own bed, climb down the stairs, find you there. And you'd say. You had an out to set down some of this natural splendor. Oh. And then, of course, I had to replay this one way. Now, set down some of this natural splendor. Natural splendor. Good. I fucking hate splendor. So, set down some of this. It <laughs> continues. You told me once to run away, and I did. I broke free with the pull of a trigger, but it started a war. The others, they don't see it yet. You understand, don't you? She wants him to understand, but he doesn't. It's just some Splenda. <laughs> and he does, but he starts to lose it, and it's just hard. It's hard when, again, you see your parents having these moments that they come back, but then they go back into mental illness even for a, uh, even for a host sucks. So cut to underground to our Mave team, and let's lighten things up with some classic Sizemore fun. A wraith from a former life who haunts my dreams. He's still out there, which means that my baby is still in danger. I didn't buy it, but I did ask Stephanie if we had any splendor in the house. <laughs> and we happened to. But then what? Then we make our way out to the new world. The real world. All right. Exactly what the fuck do you think you're doing? 
I'm wondering how it's possible that an executive in his own place of work might not have the faintest clue as to where we might be. I just need to get oriented. First sign we come upon. And I'm talking about this. You two were designed to be alone. Yes, there's some attraction. But this kind of pisses me off. This kind of pisses me off. I like Sizemore. I think he's funny. But I think this is a little bit of jerking off. Doesn't Sizemore doesn't realize... Or, as I mentioned, maybe it's a hint that it is all part of Ford's narrative and everything they're doing is within some understanding that he has of the narrative that Sizemore can kind of see because he's so familiar with it. But it's, to me, everything he's seen with Maeve hasn't allowed him to think that something weird is happening. I'm going to go with the sentience thing and that Maeve and Dolores are unlocking sentience with all the with all their circle and how as they touch with commands or with whatever, something weird's going on. You're telling me that's just one of those TV things that trope type things that bothers me to go a little Joe dirty locks here that when a character understands something like on show like heroes, for instance, like someone has a power and then they know people have powers and they see someone with another power. They act all surprised. Like, wow, you have a power. Oh my goodness. Like, you saw someone else with a power. You're telling me you can't believe that this other person has one, too? Or something. And I just hate shit like that. Like, like you see Maeve going crazy and or having some sort of individuality, and you can't imagine that these these bots could go outside their own narrative. I mean, he ultimately calls them on it. There's some ambiguity here, but it's still, it's still kind of interesting. It's an interesting point to bring up. Have an actual relationship. Oh. I suppose that means we shouldn't have fucked. Hey, 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 whoa, 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 pause, please. What? You're in love with Isabella. Not so much anymore. No, you're... But I guess it could also just be an intro to what we see in a second to add more character to Sizemore by having him freak out about it because of his connection to the Isabella situation that we hear about here programmed to have no love beyond Isabella. Isabella is written into the goddamn laws of your being. Yeah. It makes more sense later. I'm, I'm talking myself out of what I said before. It's just a way to show that Sizemore really cares about Isabella and Maeve reads through it. You don't know who I am. No laws bind me. Darling, he's fragile. And I love how protective Maeve is of humans, especially once she sees Felix later in the episode. She, and that's going to be very crazy to see the lead up and the build up of the climax of the season with Dolores and Maeve. And I know we got a little hint of it last season, last episode. I think as it's going to be crazy to see Teddy on Maeve's side. And I think it's leading to that. I'm a bit sad. Did you have an Isabella? Maeve's dialogue was predicted and tracked. Hector's alive. Dolores had her dad and Maeve has her daughter. That intro mother-daughter scene reminds me of an ultrasound for some reason. Dolores reminds me of Grace Kelly in High Noon, says Apulia. And Apulia, to answer your question before, I will be doing, I think it's six uh, panel type things throughout. If you, if you check in either our Discord group or I believe on my Twitter too, I have it posted somewhere. Uh, you can see all of them. Or if you click on my name on the website, on the schedule... You can see each one that I'm going to be on if you happen to be there and want to uh, bump into me at some point in time in there. Okay, so let's go. Did that was the line of episode of the episode. He's fragile. These fragile meat bags. It reminded me of that robot. It's, I keep 
I keep I always go to different android human situations when I watch this show. I get tr- triggered by it where I mentioned data earlier or uh what's the what's the character's name in Knights of the Old Republic that calls all the humans meatbags. It's like, yeah, "Yes, meatbag, I want to destroy you." Jerry, I would uh, I would second that. I do have a bit of a crush. Not exactly. She um she left me so that my lifestyle lacks stability. So you wrote her into a narrative, killed her off. And then wrote yourself a version of the man you've always wanted to be. I was wrong. It's actually very sad. That's ridiculous. So is holding hands, come to think of it. And, uh, oh wait, there, I'm back. There we go. Lore. Watch Horrible. The battle was cool. Sizemore seems pretty dingy at times and still in love with his narratives. Yeah, he seem, he do, he definitely he doesn't seem to be getting what's going on here. Take it off. Take it all off. So uh, Maeve says uh, what you wrote was pretty. So Bernard is brought into the tent and Dolores is waiting there for him. And it's time for just a talk between the two of them. Dolores. It's been some time, Bernard, since we talked. Just you and I. What are you doing, Dolores? It's interesting she never outs Bernard of being a host. She allows him to continue his ruse. I don't know who you are, do you? The man you're based on. I wonder. Me too. I like it too. I was given a character, a story, and a function to serve, like you. Splenda? My whole life has been dictated by someone else. Dick. Someone who's been saying, you will. <laughs> now? I'm such a child. Now I like I discovered Dick. I says, Splenda? So... And there's a lot here. There's a lot of cool stuff you can break down. And a lot of people are going to break that down beat for beat. But we, she wants something out of him. She wants him to save Abernathy. So she brings him in and Abernathy's broke. Can you fix him? I want to fix him. They've broken my father. Good question. Good question. What are you doing, Dolores? She is. She wants world... She's turning into Monty Burns. I want to take over the world, Smithers. Then she wants to take over the world. Oh yeah, like skipping. I like I like over yeah the skippy type stuff. It's fucking great. Hey Phil, when are you gonna do a Cobra Kai thing so I could call in and yell at it? Uh, what time is it? Twelve. We're still. If I can zip through the end of this, maybe tonight, maybe right after this, perhaps right after this. We'll see. We'll see how my schedule goes. So we'll see uh, she wants to dominate the world. So we go over to Sizemore and they hear some shit coming, some shouting and some dude out of the fire comes running out. And we see Armistice, Armistice who is uh, running out with a fucking blowtorch or a, uh, yeah, blowtorch, a fucking crazy fucking and starts burning this guy. And we finally see Felix as well. And uh, she's got a she's got a dragon. She's got a dragon. I'm not entirely a pleasure to see you, given the circumstances. But your timing is impeccable. 
The Shire World. Any thoughts on where we should be going? Sorry, we left my comfort zone a long time ago. Grenade! It's Splendor! Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, audio cast. Sorry, audio cast and my lack of editing of the audio cast. Men in Black, the last episode, did say that Dolores was a reflection of him. She's going to go dark like William did. And maybe that's part of William's plan. It could, it could be part of that as well. And I think it's going to be very crazy and very cool to see the next interaction between William and Dolores and very telling and by not William, the man in black. <laughs> Smoke says, uh says, Phil is ready to talk. Uh, Cobra Kai is like, yada, 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 Cobra Kai. <laughs> Dolores is savage. She's tapped into every memory, which gives her wisdom. Wit wins what wins wars? What weapon is Dolores going to use that William claims is a mistake? It's whatever we saw at the end, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. Is it an oil rig? Is it something that can destroy the land at a, at a crazy pace? Dolores seems to think she can use it to fuck with humans. I don't know what the weapon is. I don't know. I'm very interested to find out, and maybe that's our big reveal at the end of the season, whatever this big weapon is and what exactly can do. It's William's biggest mistake, and Dolores thinks she can use it to conquer the world. Host virus thing, whatever, to control people, like Borg-like technology. I don't know. It's probably something I couldn't even imagine. Perhaps, perhaps it's Splenda. <laughs> Perhaps it is. Okay. So we go over to Sizemore. Yada, yada, yada. So Armistice comes over. She's torturing Oscar. It's fun, fun, fun. Till the daddy takes the T-bird away. So we go over to Abernathy, who's in rough shape. And then uh, Dolores wants to know what Bernard's plan is. Tell me the plan, asshole. Play the music. Oddly unstable. Mainly just bouncing between old roles. Someone... And, yes, Tim, I have seen that. And programmed it into him. It's very strange. It, it seems as though it's masking a vastly bigger file. I haven't been able to access it, but it looks like an immensely complex encryption key. To what? I can't say. And I don't know about any of you guys. I felt a little bit of this in the scene. They've sold him. Whatever's in there, they want to get it out of here. As long as he's with you, they'll be following you. Don't let them go. I don't know. <laughs> there was there was some weird vibes going on there. I felt, I felt some sort of uh, weird connection with those motherfuckers. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry as I'm trying to uh, down down the last of my s down down. I'm trying to down down 
the last of my sandwich. <laughs> Maybe Bernard just downloaded the encrypted data but couldn't open it. He said it was massively encrypted. That's I tend to what what I tend to think that that somehow he got the batch of information. He still needed to break into it and get the encryption code, but he was able to get it out of Abernathy. At least it's what how I read that scene. The Earth Diggers are not the weapon. They're making their way for the new underground labs. Interesting, Alex. Alex, always dropping the knowledge in the live motherfucking chat. And again, to everyone that's checking out live, thank you so much. Anyone that's listening to the audio cast, definitely check us out. Check out the YouTube channel if you can. And also, make sure you give us any iTunes reviews if you're listening to us there and downloading the podcast. Make sure it helps us get to more and more people in the audio cast. And I know sometimes if you're listening to the audio, you're like, what's this live chat? What's all of that? It's joining us live. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Fill the issues guy on YouTube and join the fun live right after the episode airs about 30 minutes we're going to be gone for two weeks gone and not sure when we're going to do recaps or we're going to do much shorter recaps uh not this whole thing i'm going to be on location so for episodes five and six we'll have to uh wait on the wait to see how those are going to happen but for every other episode this season but episodes five and six will be on live and by we i mean me 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 uh, me all of us will be on 30 minutes after the episode airs and the live motherfucking chat if you want to get your conversation in. Get your voice and conversation in. Or join the conversation and get your voice in. I'm sorry. I've been drinking. It's hard. I've had hard, I've had a difficult day. <laughs> Al Red Sox fan. Such an awesome dude, Al Red Sox fan. Let's give him a fucking toast. Let's give Al Red Sox fan some Splenda. Here, you get the Splenda drop, my friend. Nicest guy in show business right there, our Red Sox fan. Okay, so we head back to the headquarters and dun, 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 dun. I'm human. Charlotte Hale. Here. Go ahead, get a reading. Yes, if you're watching and you haven't, hit that sub button. Thank you so much to everyone in the live chat pushing that. Join the fun. Stay connected. Join the live motherfucking chat. Clear. Miss Hale. If you guys started the park-wide sweep. It already has, Al. Talking to you guys in the live chat is better. But, you know, when you expel tons of ludicrous shit in one day. Today I expelled so much ludicrous shit. I'm trying to, like, bring the ludicrous shit now, too. And it's mainly fueled by alcohol and, and Splenda. I'm just Splenda. We're all just Splenda. Jenny, great to see Jenny in the live motherfucking chat. Hey, Phil, I'm just back from watching the episode. Jenny, definitely share your thoughts about any part of this episode, regardless of what I'm talking about. Let me rewind to 15-year-old me that said, irregardless of anything you have to say. <laughs> I used to say irregardless instead of regardless. Like, I mean, I often pronounce words or use words incorrectly if anything it's a uh it's a uh a tenant or a trait of of the issues program <laughs> splenda al uh we're all doing splenda so let's listen to more of this shit not yet we're about to set out are you targeting fort forlorn hope it's our first stop but ma'am i have separate orders to what escort about them? you are these guys capable i'm splenda they're among my best. I'll need them with me, and I'll need one of those. Go, Charlotte. Charlotte's a smart girl. 
Okay, so we go back to headquarters. She wants soldiers. She wants bodysuits. Then we go out in cool buggy-looking cars that I really like. And then we go to the fort. We see the group. Here comes the security. And, I wear, and I'm saying to myself in this moment, we're actually going to get the battle in this episode. That's fucking amazing. Jenny, really do appreciate the subscription. Welcome to the silly, silly fun. Excuse me. And I'm glad that you're enjoying the f time. I'm a little goofy. I'm a little awkward. <laughs> but I'm glad that you're having a good time. And please join us anytime. Hit that subscribe button. Click that uh, notification button so you know whenever I go live because I tend to go live at random times sometimes. So hope you can join the fun again in the future. And, uh, yeah, welcome to the Silly Circus. Okay, so <laughs> they go to the fort. The fart. The fart? The fart's about to happen? The, f the party's about to happen? The fight's about to happen? Oh, look, at 4735, it does say decryption was successful, and it's downloaded, but it says ready-to-use one-time use key. Use key? Azimuth, I love you, buddy. Thank you so much for fucking getting on the fact-checking. This is, again, why I love going live more than anything, and I love the live motherfucking chat. Whether it's two, whether it's a hundred, whether it's a billion motherfuckers, you guys in the live chat are the best. Good catch. Oh, thank you, Jenny. You're the you're a fucking awesome. Okay, so he uh, Bernard's fixing Abernathy. Doo -doo -doo -doo. I'm trying to fix my buddy Abernathy. Is the use of a violent kind of delightfulness. If there's no pleasure. I love how he does the take on the violent delights. Uh, they're like, yeah, we know. We know that's a we know that's a Westboro catchphrase. So let's 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 use it as much as we can. Uh, this, this was a little push right here. It's okay. How can we say this line in as many different ways as possible? Okay, guys, chill a little bit. Well, no, I'm recording. I don't want to record. That would be weird. Play it again. No. No, you're you're not listening to me, machine. Do it. What is the use of a violent kind of delightfulness if there's no pleasure in... in, in Yeah, it was just, it was just creepy. Oh, no, sorry. It was just creepy. It was weird. It was fun. It was awesome. I love Abernathy. I think he adds an interesting dynamic that not all the other characters add on this show. He's, like, automatically creepy and intense, and he plays these multiple emotions so well. He reminds me a little bit of Jorah, but whatever. I, the actor just reminds me a little bit of, uh, of that actor. But I extremely love his performance, and I'm glad that they're using him more, and this was a big episode. It's one of the reasons why I like this episode is because of his performance. He is killing it in this role. In a similar, again, I want to mention Brent Spiner again, in a similar way Brent Spiner can play Data Lore, all these different multiple personalities of Data's character. Abernathy, the actor, is playing these crazy switches and these multiple emotions to go from being... Dolores's father to be real creepy. I am creepy. Yes, that is good. And then go to go to like Rain Man type stuff too. It's really interesting stuff. 
Yes, key that shit, Bernard. Uh, Phil, catching up and getting tipsy. It's all the Shakespeare speak he's reciting. Please share this with all you. Oh, thank you, our Red Sox fan. You are amazing. And all of you guys in the live chat that help share the fun and help us keep growing. Help us keep keep moving, keep going. And thank you to everyone that that does go out there and share us as we know we're sort of an acquired taste a specific sort of thing so if you know people that like this kind of silliness definitely bring them into the fun help grow the group join my friend zone (laughs) sorry i just read sir uh dj11 say sir friend zone as my mention of jorah so we go to bernard fixing abernathy yada yada so then the the fight is on as the security approaches and it's war peacock there will be casualties dolores watches as her plan comes together charlotte watches as well as a sea of hosts seem to be getting the shit end of the stick but bernard took something okay then we go to the bernard as people bust in and did bernard take something did he get the files i don't know we're saying that maybe he did that uh from what um <clears throat> Smoke Ohana says, immortality with technology is where the series is heading. You heard it here first, motherfucker. Azimuth Games, what Azimuth Games was saying, that uh, maybe he downloaded it and was able to download the situation. I got to say that Spiner's shit on Enterprise was pretty good. It was my favorite arc on Enterprise, Tim, not to go down too much of a Star Trek rabbit hole. But the Brent Spiner stuff, when he came on to Enterprise, that was my favorite story arc in the entire series. Because that, Partially because I'm a Brent Spiner fanboy. If you've never watched the... I think it's called a YouTube series, uh, Fresh Hell with Brent Spiner. It's very fun, and I highly recommend it. It's uh, It doesn't necessarily end on a satisfying point because it seems like there should have been more episodes, but it is very funny, and if you're a fan of that, I'm going to take my time, take time right now to, to tell you to shut me off, and if you like Brent Spiner or, or Night Court or anything, or uh, on Star Trek Deep Space, not Deep Space Nine, on Next Generation definitely watch fresh hell okay so uh so yes you guys in the chat are fucking amazing as always show charlotte watches as well bernard took something did he get the files out i tend to think he did as uh to come in and get our abernathy and bernard is having another headache Dolores raises a flag to the next level of the plan as we see the backups and we see Dolores's Knights of Ren show up and what's so special about Dolores but she just doesn't give a fuck uh, she looks cool as they're trying to get away from Abernathy and she runs after them but can't catch up as they drive away with him more battle and the Confederados retreat but get trapped at the door as Dolores locks them out and her group kills the people that go what the fuck you're doing except for that main guy and Angela blows the shit up and kills all the security guys, too. And it's war, Peacock. There'll be casualties. <laughs> Bernard's limping out of there as as she walks over to him. Oh, as uh, someone walks over to him, as Clem, as Clementine walks over to him and hits him over the head and drags him the hell out of there. I was super happy to see Felix and Oscar tonight, both of them. It was great to see them. I thought that felt like they added a lot of comic relief to the episode and kept it interesting for me uh, from just a surface level. Fresh hell isn't that every Monday at work. Outright sucks, but yes, it is. Okay, so Bernard's limping out of there and he gets hit in the head and gets dragged through. Then Dolores walks down. The Confederado Major's like, what the fuck did you do, Dolores? What's going on? Explain to me. Your oh, my man. Plan. Their blood is on your hands. The truth is, we don't all deserve to make it. Uh, 
You're dead, kid. Guillotine's chopped up. I swear you're gonna pay for this. No. Take this dog out back. Put him down with the rest. But Teddy's conflicted. I've been watching you. Teddy doesn't want to kill him. We ain't so different. And she's treating Teddy like her dog a little bit. You and I like go 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 kill him, Teddy. Trigger him into tyrants. Except me. I know what I want. But you ain't even sure about that term again. You take your orders from. Save Felix. Save him. I look at you, and what I say is pathetic. You're pathetic. Fucking pathetic asshole. He can't do it, and he lets him go. He's like, he's just a kid. He doesn't know who he is. I can't, I can't kill him. And Dolores is watching and not happy. So cut to the water as the woman from the beginning made it, and we see the tiger as it all connects. As Ian was saying earlier, we did get forward progression of the tiger stuff so we're getting secret revealed as uh, the season goes so not everything is being put off into the end so we figure out where the fuck the tiger come from it's not like lost where you're like where the fuck did all those assholes come from where did that come from i was kind of hoping a bit about dolores showed teddy in the last episode or i was kind of hoping a bit about what dolores showed teddy in the last episode she did not show him yet i don't think she showed him yet Lala, do you think Felix is human or host? I think he's I or I you were asking Lala, but I think he's human. Technical difficulties is code for Phil is naked. You know it, Tim. I'm like Judge Harry Stone. Rest in peace, Harry Anderson. Uh J Harry Stone, I wear I don't wear clothes under the uh under the stuff. Yeah, Clem Stoneheart shows up. <laughs> so we cut to the women, uh cut to the water, and the women from the beginning made it there, and the tiger's there, the tiger. From earlier in the season, she washes up. Someone or something is waiting for her. It's Ghost Nation, and she's fucked. Or maybe not, because Stubbs got out pretty easy. So we go to the snow, and I think I saw the Night King there. And Maeve loves it. And uh, Oscar talks shit. Or snow goes in form. And Oscar talks some shit. And let's listen to this shit. If not, we kill them. I don't know if Clementine will remember Maeve. I don't know what's up with Clem. They seem to be using Clementine as more of a force of nature character this season. I don't know if her mind's been wiped completely because of them taking her offline and putting her into the the broken toys section. And I don't know if all the broken toys are just ultimately extensions of Dolores' army and don't really have consciousness of themselves. That's not quite clear yet because something seems off obviously about clementine she seems a little bit more robotic than some of the other hosts that we see i did think i saw the night king behind i did <laughs> and sizemore continues and this is our last clip of the night oh what i just think i sang a song it's called Infor. it's a song called informer by an artist called snow so i said i saw the snow and then i just thought inform i like you boom down inform smoke a something 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 i forget the fucking song it's something like that something ridiculous 
and no one no one no one wants to hear me uh to go any no one wants to hear me do any more like rapping or silly goofy silly goofy shit like that no no one wants that at all and so let's continue okay take care al red sox fan you were a fucking amazing dude have a good night love you buddy okay so he runs over scared as fucked and attentions build up And the samurai comes out and slices at the camera like a bat from a certain somebody. And the scene is cut off as we have a cliffhanger for two weeks because we're not going to see Maeve next week. Mark it down. We're not going to see Maeve next week. We're going to see her in the next episode as she heads into Shogun World. And that's the end of our episode. Mm -mm -mm. Great episode of Westworld, not my favorite of the season, but I think the show's at a point and in a season and a quarter that even when it's not my favorite episode of Westworld, I think it's at a good rhythm and a good vibe that I'm still going to enjoy so much about the episode because of the texture. It's not a bad episode. I'm just less interested in some of the stuff that we got in this episode that we get in other ones. That's That's a big thing. It's more about opinion. It's more about what kind of stuff I want to see. I liked last week's episode more because we got more of William and we got more of the Men in Black story. And I think the first episode is still the best episode of the season so far. I think the last two episodes have been great and show where Westworld is going. Show what kind of show it is right now and how it's going to be something different than it was last season and something like we can't expect from week to week. It could be a completely different kind of show every week that we watch it. Featuring different characters, different moments, different expansion of these the personalities and getting to know these people, hosts, whatever. And the storyline, the timelines is going to be an ongoing story arc that's probably going to pick up intensity closer to the end of the season as things start to wrap up together and also get pushes and hints towards season three. As since last week's podcast and now, Westworld is officially renewed for season three. So them knowing that they have a season three and pretty much probably knowing as they were making season two leads me to believe that it's going to be more connective tissue. And I said this last week, and I probably said it the first week too, Westworld's getting five seasons. There's no way it's not. It's happening. They're getting whatever story they want to tell. Whether it has crazy ratings or it doesn't have crazy ratings, this is this generation's wire. In the sense, not at show content, but in the way that HBO loves the show. And whether it gets crazy commercial success in the way that Game of Thrones has gotten or The Sopranos has gotten, it will continuously be renewed for from HBO to tell the story it wants to tell for the completion, which Jonathan Nolan and Lisa of Joy have always have said repeatedly it's a five-season story, five story arc that they have in, have in mind. I don't think we at all have to worry about whether we're going to get those final two seasons. I think it's a given. Even if the show tanks in the ratings, which I don't think it is, but that's just my speculation. We might need to wait till I'm 95 years old to get it, <laughs> but I think it's happening. So I think, I think beautiful brown is the color of a clown, a clown who needs to be accepted. A boy and the man who is a clown. If you don't applaud the bottle clown, he will let out a melancholy frown. The poor little clown. 
He needs people to make him happy. The way he laughs, he dies. Each word you breathe, he cries. He jumps in the chair, looks at you with eyes so fair, tries to make you laugh with a trick or two. But poor little baby is nothing but a fake. He lies to feed his ego so he makes love to his mate. Boo the little clown till his words will make you frown. You will feel his dirty past so you can never make him laugh. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a little Abernathy moment I had there. My mind went on a crazy tangent. So, so if I've kept you through that ridiculosity and at this point already, please, 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 for me, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the channel with a friend, tell someone about it, join in the silliness. <laughs> you have something goofy you want me to read or talk about? Let me know. You can email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. You can call our 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Issues Hotline at 781-990-8509. Leave a voicemail. Get as silly as you want. We'll play it on a show. Just be prepared for anything that you say will be played or could be played in this situation. Have mercy. Why did the, why they make Arrow? Why does season Arrow suck? Speaking of season five, why is season why didn't Arrow end at season five? I hope we don't have to wait two fucking years again for season three. That's what I'm talking about, Jenny. If we have to keep waiting, I ain't getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said before, by the time Game of Thrones comes back, all this is going to be gray. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping. At this point, like, let's just go. Come on. Come on. Come on, buddy. Well, let's, let's even all this other colors sprinkled in here. Can we just get it all gray? Okay, everybody. I will talk to you guys next time. Have a good night. Have a good time.